Hello and welcome to the History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do. My name is Russ Frustick, and I'm joined by Chris Plant. Hey, Chris. Hello. And Allegra Frank, our expert for the day. Welcome, Allegra. Hello. Allegra, you told me that the topic you wanted to bring was the thing in all the world that makes your heart sore. <laughs> you love it. You love it down to your bones. Mm -hmm. And there's really no other reason why you would bring it. And well, tell us, tell the people at home what that thing is. So the irony is I want to ask you guys a question. Okay. In gym yes. class, in physical education, what was your absolute least favorite thing to do? Well, let's let's start by saying people who are listening to the podcast probably saw the title of the episode. So I don't think it's going to be a big surprise. But if it's not jump rope, which I don't think it is jump rope, for me, it would be um, chin-ups. Because oh, I can never, never do them. What about a you? Rope climb. Oh, also something I could never oh, do. Oh, I hated that too. Well, can I mention my favorite thing? Sure. That crazy parachute rainbow balloon that you'd get under and they'd yeah, lift it up. That was fun. That was awesome. I don't know how that's gym, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. But okay, no, yes, mine is jump rope. Yes. I hate jump rope yes. very, very, very much. Um, so again, another irony is that this is a, a show about things we love. I do not love jump rope, but well, it's it's a show about things that people love. People do inexplicably love jump rope. The tagline and... is things you love to do. So it's not specifically you, Allegra. It's the royal you. <laughs> but in my quest uh, to discover the the history of jump rope, I also was hoping that maybe I'd, I'd find what people love about it and maybe I'd learn yeah. to love it too. So we'll see if I got to that point. Sure. Um, but so jump rope has a pretty long life. It's been around for a very, very long time. Interesting. Um, although its popularity is actually far more recent. But the Western version of jump rope that we are used to is from actually Egypt, in 1600 AD, so all the way back into the 1600s, the I feel Egyptians. like there wouldn't be many variants. You're talking about <laughs> jumping over a rope. There's two variants. Okay, okay. We'll get to. Fair enough. Um, I mean, they're essentially the same, but there's two. So the Egyptians would use vines and actually like bamboo, flexible bamboo, sure. which is a thing. Yeah. And they would just kind of like jump around for fun. Like, you know, that was a game in between all that hauling bricks around and, you know, being in the terrible sun and hoping not to die. Um, they would kind of just jump around on vines. Um, but the thing is, it can wasn't I, can just... Can I ask how, how, like, are they, did people find, like, hieroglyphics that showed jumping rope? Uh, yeah, so actually there were, there were some, like, images, but mm. that actually comes later that oh. there was a series of, like, paintings, but we'll get cool. to that. Um, so basically it was mostly for fun, but also eventually it became mostly like a warrior training tool, which is cool because jump rope, um, you know, it's, it's actually like very physically intensive, yes. right? Calisthenics. Yes. Calisthenics. Exactly. So at first it started out as a game, but as things do in ancient Egypt, it became work. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the good thing is though, uh, they, the Egyptians, were, you know, visited by the Europeans at some point. I thought you were going to say aliens. The aliens also, perhaps. Building the pyramids. <laughs> <laughs> the Europeans stopped by in the 1600s a little bit later on, and they are like, oh, this seems kind of cool, this thing that you're using to beat each other up. But also maybe it could be fun. Like, they had the same idea. Maybe this could be fun. Sure. So they take it back Wait, with Wait, this them. is the 1600s? Yes. So this is not ancient Egypt anymore. We're talking about, like... To me, it is all ancient. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not this is not close. ancient Egypt. <laughs> okay, my other least favorite this thing is in even, school. Like, yeah. I have two least favorite things in okay. school. Jump rope 
and history. Okay. Oh, great. So glad to have you on the podcast, Allegra. Perfect Fun fit. and history. <laughs> Here I am. Um, so old times Egypt. Sure. So, yes, the Europeans came and they were like, okay, this is interesting. Let's bring this back with us. Mm. And it was uh, specifically the the Dutch. The, the Dutch Yeah, people. I feel like the Dutch stole a lot of things from people. Yeah. You, no, I you, like, you painted it as like a very peaceful, like altruistic endeavor, but I have a feeling it wasn't quite that smooth. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get to that. But so we, the first actual like visual evidence of like mm. jump rope being a historical thing is that there were all these sort of like medieval, like of that time period paintings of like kids playing with jump ropes. Sure. So even though like they came to Egypt, warriors were using it for training, they brought it back to the Netherlands and Europe in general and like kids were finding it again. Um, so even though like all these Dutch kids were into it, they were like, okay, well now it's time to leave Europe because that's what was happening in the 1700s and 1600s. And let's go to Hudson, Hudson Valley, New York, baby. <laughs> uh, they all headed over to New York. They brought their, what was it called that? <laughs> the Big <But>. Apple. <laughs> uh, they brought over their favorite game. Uh, the the jump rope, which okay. it's not called that yet. Um, just, probably probably also cup and ball. I feel like they also had cup and they ball. They also liked rolling hoops. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. is that fun? Uh, no, it's but just uh, chasing after rope. a hoop. <laughs> neither is jump rope. Yeah. So we, there's a theme. But <laughs> so the Dutch kids were playing it. Sure. The Dutch kids that came over, they're all playing their rope skipping, and the English <sighs> were in charge. <gasps> I just realized something too. Is, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Let's say it on we'll the exact same time on, on three. Okay. One, One two, two, three. Double, double Dutch. Dutch. Yeah. Yep. yep. Exactly, boys. And we're going to get to that right now. So the English were in charge of the Dutch settlements in the Hudson River area. Okay. And the English, they're not really known to be super nice in this era. Mm, sure. They thought the Dutch were absurd and ridiculous <laughs> and dumb. I mean, their hats <laughs> were pretty funny. Okay, well, the English wore terrible wigs. That's they true. still do. That's true. But whatever. So they <laughs> they thought the Dutch were just ridiculous and dumb. Yeah. And so every time they would see these little Dutch kids playing with their ropes, they'd be like, these idiots. What is wrong with these kids yeah. playing there? And so it would be like two kids with two ropes. So they'd be like, these kids, these Dutch little idiots playing their double Dutch. What? So the English called the game that the kids were playing double Dutch. Wait. Okay. But... So when the two kids with the two ropes, was there a third kid? In oh, yes, with a third kid. Yes, okay, exactly. so there, so Multiple it was, kids. As, we, as we picture Double Dutch. <laughs> Not just two kids, right, just, but two ropes. <laughs> just shaking Just two confirming. Ropes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like three, multiple children. Could so, be more So than it was derogatory towards mm-hmm. the Dutch, because, I mean, it was accurate, I guess. It, there were two Dutch people. Yeah. Um, but they would actually mm. just kind of use Dutch, like the term Dutch, at, yeah. like the adjective, as a pejorative for anything uh, sure. to do with the yes. Dutch. They'd be like, oh. oh, that's so Dutch. Like going Dutch. Is that pejorative? Uh, yeah, I'm going to guess for me, it is now. As a woman, I feel like I'm not a fan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, <laughs> he stayed but, over here. <laughs> that is neither here nor there. Um, yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> so that kind of downplayed the uh, popularity a bit because, you know, you could only take being called Dutch for so long, I guess. I suppose. <laughs> I feel like the, for the Dutch people, they probably didn't mind so much. Well, the English weren't being super nice about it. Yeah, you know? sure. 
So even though there's nothing wrong with being Dutch, the English kind of made them feel like there was. Mm. So anyway, uh, popularity didn't really grow beyond the Dutch settlers for a very long time until we get to uh, the 1940s and 50s. Wow. Yes. So 300 years pass and a lot it's of time just not passes. picking up. Yeah, not really picking up. But I wrote in my, no, my notes, Lord knows they needed some fun in the late 40s and 50s. <laughs> they definitely did. <laughs> so Cheap kids, fun, no less. Yes. Yes. That's a very good point. Yeah. So this is start, when it started to become popular with children once mm. again in a very large way. So kids were kind of discovering jump roping. Sure. Not necessarily with like jump rope brand jump ropes, but like. Is that a brand? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but, you know, like clothes lines or like anything, you know, long, thin, oh. rope-like. Um, and my uh, research says that this was often something in inner cities. It was very popular in okay. like the inner city sure. uh, world, jumprope.org. And, and says, this is also during – so if it started during the war, uh, we're dealing with uh, rationing. So I'd imagine like plastic is pretty uh, low mm-hmm. uh, and what's lying around that could be fun. Yeah. It's, They're out of hoops, so here's some rope. <laughs> out of those balls and cups. Um, yeah, so this is like an extremely, extremely cheap, easy thing to, you know, play. Mm. You can just go outside and play. it. You, you don't need any space. So kids in, you know, tough situations and hard times kind of, uh, they fell in love with it. Yeah. So throughout the 50s, it was a super popular activity. But you know what became a really popular activity toward the end of the 50s? I'll let you guys guess. I was going to guess racism, but... Yeah, I was literally going to guess the exact same thing. <laughs> oh, that was already popular, though. So. Yeah, that's why I figured, but I didn't know if against it was Dutch people. Uh, oh, um, I'm going to guess hula hoop. Uh, well, maybe, no, but that's not what I'm thinking of. Hmm, uh, 1950s. No. Uh, oh, sorry, Late 50s. You, you've already moved on. No, you can guess. I, um, dr- you know, driving? <laughs> like, just Cars? driving around. Just driving around... In your car, have you little kids driving graffiti? Yeah, like you just. But those those are teenagers. Unless you're talking about like a short round situation where there's a little kid driving the car. (laughs) Short round. You know, driving. (laughs) That was the activity. I was gonna guess poodle skirts. It's none of what you've said. (laughs) Poodle skirts. Okay, I'm I'm not. So anyway, (laughs) the thing that became very popular toward the end of the fifties. It's watching TV. Oh. That is an activity. The internet of the 1950s. Exactly. And yes. radio. Mm. The Spotify of the 1950s. Exactly. Yes. Or the Apple podcasts of the 1950s. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Without the reviews. <laughs> so um, instead of having all this physical activity and, you know, like with jump rope or just being outside playing sports mm. or whatever, kids started to uh, sit on their butts in front of the TV. Yeah. Very, very close to the Bums. tube. Um, oh, on their, their bums. bums. Mm-hmm. Yes, on their bums. So uh, jump ropes kind of died off a little bit. Oh, no. Over the free love in 60s when kids started to get into other things we won't talk about on this podcast. TV. But, <laughs> <laughs> TV, yep. Uh, so here's the thing. Because uh, kids were not doing good exercise, physical activity, healthy, fun activities anymore, uh, when they weren't sitting in front of the TV watching watching things they were out on the streets doing bad things oh, no bad bad things okay and so uh as we were as we remember like this was a very popular thing in the city 
So the police chief in New York City, where, mm. you know, this was probably the most popular place for a jump rope, especially considering that it came from New York area. Exactly. Um, so the police chief, he has a very good name in 1973. Ulysses F. Williams. Pretty good name. Pretty very, good. very good name. Yes. Mm. He was like, hey, you know, I remember that jump rope thing from when I was a kid. Yeah. Before I fell in love with this TV Who doesn't thing. love old people being like, you know what I loved as a kid? Jump rope. Jumping rope. Takes a cigar out. <laughs> Butts it out. Um, and he's like, you know, we could use that for something good. Okay. You know, the kids are already on the streets. Sure. Not jumping rope, but doing something yeah. else. Why don't I try to get them back into jump rope? So he starts having these like citywide double dutch competitions. Okay. So I keep calling it jump rope because that's like what I'm used to calling it. But it, there's a couple different names for it, obviously. But like double dutch was still the very Well, double dutch name. is the... It's a different, it's like, a different jump, ro- jump rope is you have one person yes. and they hold two ends of a rope and they jump over it. Double does is two people, as we discussed, and there's yeah. one person yes. in the center. So, like, we'll get to the, that difference. Okay. But, like, double Dutch specifically is what uh, Ulysses F. Williams sure. wants to capitalize on. So he started doing these double Dutch competitions throughout the city, mostly for girls. So this was considered mostly, like, a girl game, sure. I guess. Um, and the campaign had a lovely name, the campaign to get girls into double dutch. It was called Rope, not Dope. Love it. <laughs> I was a big fan of that. I love it. Yes. Um, so the, basically it was like to get kids off the streets and get them, you know, doing something healthy and well, safe. Well, they're still on the, no one's jumping rope out indoors, right? Well, they can go to the gym. I guess in the gym, sure. Yeah. I mean, especially because they're having competitions. You yeah. Know? So um, I, I'm curious about the competition in terms of like... Like, how do you win a double Dutch competition? Do you I mean, know? I guess like who goes the longest or whatever. Is it just that, or is there? Are did you get style points if you like do like a backflip in the middle of the double Dutch? <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like back then, it was pretty simple. Okay, just whoever can go. It's like yes. uh, hands on a hard body. Like whoever can stay the longest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hands on a hard body. Um, so Do you want to explain on. what that is? Because I don't know if everybody knows. Oh, sorry. I don't know what that I'm is. I'm sorry. Uh, hands on a hard body is where people try to win a car by ke- literally keeping their hand on the car for as long as possible. And it goes on for like three days and they can't leave the car or ne- sleep or anything. So people literally pass out standing next to the car. Jeez. Okay. That's actually a it, very important in, clarification. In hindsight, it does sound, uh, not great. Yeah, they turned into a musical. <laughs> Did they? Mm-hmm. Grease? No, 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 it's just hands on hard body. <laughs> okay, I'll Which check I it out. I don't like saying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Grease. Um, okay, so uh, basically this was like a very much like inner city New York thing, but another police chief, very popular with cops for yes. some reason. Uh, someone in D.C., another uh, troubled area, was like, oh, that's a smart idea doing these double dutch competitions. I'm going to bring it down to D.C. and I'm going to do you one better, New York, which classic D.C. Typical. Typical. What do they think they're doing? (laughs) And so he started the American Double Dutch League. Whoa, a whole league. Yeah. So it's kind of cool because he like brought it to the rest of the country. Yeah. Um, So it actually started to get pretty big like throughout the 80s and early 90s. So around like 1991. Um, So basically throughout the 80s, like the American Double Dutch League grew 
And McDonald's actually was like, hey, this is a cool thing for kids. And we're trying to undo all of the progress that <laughs> the kids are making with this exercise by selling them burgers and fries. So yes. let's get let's sponsor it. <laughs> so McDonald's uh, signs on as a big sponsor for the American Double Dutch League, which is nice. And that gives like a ton of money and a ton of like visibility to this league. Which you definitely need for ropes. <laughs> Literally for just playing with ropes, especially now that like video games are around. Yeah. That's tough. It's also before ESPN2, so this can't be broadcast anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very much a local thing. Yes. So the sad irony is that McDonald's <laughs> helped bring Double Dutch like to a wider, wider array of people. Sure. But then in 1991, they were kind of like, eh. You know, this Double Dutch thing, it's not really doing too much for us. Yeah. Like, people who are into Double Dutch maybe aren't also into eating a ton of burgers <laughs> right afterward. So they pulled all their money out. They pulled their support. And the American Double Dutch League almost totally died. Oh, after no. That. Like, pretty oh, immediately no. after. So that was, like, the um, early, early uh, 90s. That was, like, 1991. So after that, the uh, Double Dutch kind of died off for a little bit. Yeah. But it's slowly been ramping up in popularity again if we can say that there's a uh, national teams now, um, but those are more focused on like jump rope, but like also a little bit more inclusive. So like double Dutch and the singular uh, rope activities. Uh, there's a junior Olympics or wow, the junior really? Olympics that one of the sports in the junior Olympics is like rope. I got games. like, I gotta know, well, you don't know what the like, the rating system is for like a good performance of jump rope, like in the Olympics. I don't have the specifics, it's but gotta here, just let's be see numbers and style. Like how Style. many how many times you jump in like a single minute? Wow, there's a handbook for the jumping. You have to get certified to judge. Sure. Oh, uh, just to be a judge. The World <laughs> Jump Rope. So a lot of this information comes from the World Jump Rope Federation, yep. which is like their big thing. Um, Sounds a little dystopian if you ask me. <laughs> their big thing is like getting it um, into the Olympics, which yes. requires a certain number of countries to like actually recognize the sport. Um, so they're trying to popularize popularize it throughout the world. There's a ton of different kinds of judging here. There's speed counting. Oh, sure. They'll deduct you for like false starts. Um, they also like call out switch to like switch people. I guess. Oh, uh, so they they definitely make it more complicated than just jumping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So yeah, there's actually a ton of different. There's freestyle, which is actually about what you were saying, technical presentation, entertainment value. Uh, so, yeah, there's a ton of different uh, ways and types of, like, jump rope mm. sub-competitions. Um, and double dutch, too. It's supposed to be a very good exercise. As you said, it makes you miserable. Me, me too. But it is supposed to be good for you. Yes. Uh, except for, like, I guess it might be kind of high impact on your legs, no? Uh, yeah, it's it's tough. But um, actually, we're getting into that now. Ooh. So mm. that's what kids like about it. Kids like that it's ostensibly fun sure kinda. Uh, and it's really easy you just need ropes and it's just jumping around is fun i will admit jumping what was the name fun. i'm sorry it just occurred to me what was the name of the thing that you put on your ankle it was like a ball at the oh, end of it um oh skip it skip, skip it. it i was thinking bop it would you call that jump rope you're kind of almost doing it the same thing well there's no rope well what's connected to the leg. ball yeah but yeah. what's connected to the ball oh uh, like a uh, little around your rod. ankle. Yeah, a little yeah, plastic rod. rod. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a like, hard rod. Okay, yeah. so I guess it's not jumping rope. It's not rope. really Sorry. jump rope. Also, the difference is that it's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Skip it's really cool. Yeah. Um. So, 
kids really liked jump rope. But adults also, a little bit more recently, have also really gotten into jump because rope. Because of Rocky. Rocky helps. Mm-hmm. Rocky had a really good idea. Yep. Um, so the fitness craze was kind of a thing. I think of it as more like late 70s, early 80s, but throughout Sounds the like 70s. Sounds like the Rocky time. Yeah, throughout the 70s, people started to actually care about their bodies and not want to eat like spam all the time. Ugh. Um, so older people were a big part of that charge, uh, because they're like, Hey, we could die soon. Let's not do that. So one man is credited for bringing, um, jump rope, the singular jump rope. We're talking about the singular rope now into, uh, both a more masculine audience as well as like a wider, older audience. Jack LaLanne. Did I get it? Nope. Oh, that would have been good though. He was in an awesome jump rope, a yeah. jumpsuit. So I thought, like, jump rope. Oh, jump no. <laughs> His name is Richard Sandali from okay. Boulder. So this is actually mm. sort of a, a lifelong uh, challenge he gave himself. So he was like a high school football player. And his coach was like, okay, you got to work out, got to get better. You're not that good, Richard. You're mm. one of, we're going to bench you if you don't <laughs> get better. So you have two options. You can't, oh, he has one option, actually. He could run up and down the bleachers for like an hour. Sure. Which is horrible. Who wants to do that? Yeah. And Richard was like, I don't want to do that. I'm not even good at football. This is worthless. I don't want to <laughs> do that. So he was like, what can I do instead of running? Because running is bad. What if I do that jump rope thing that all those girls are doing? Sure. But he decided, okay, no, that's that's too girly for me. Mm. I, I'm a strong, potentially strong high school boy. I'm going to run. And nope, turns out running is bad. He actually slipped. He hurt uh, himself. No. It's like, maybe I shouldn't have run. So he decides, okay, I'm going to try that jump rope thing again. And it works out. It actually is a really, really good workout. He starts doing different moves. He does like crisscross. He yeah. does like hopping on one leg. He finds all these cool things to do with it. And he Cool. It was relative, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> again, it's all relative with this thing. But he ends up like becoming really, really good at it and really fit. He grows up to be a gym teacher. Oh. Yeah. Good job, Rich. Oh. Yeah. Um, and so he brings jump rope into the, the gym classroom. Uh, and he's like, hey, like this is really fun for you kids. It's also just a really good workout. And I'm a cool buff man. It's not a girly thing. Okay. Anyone can play this. Sure. So also like older people can play this too because I'm doing it. So not only did he bring it into, um, you know, the classroom, but he also like defined this sort of art of rope skipping thing. That was like his campaign. He would go around the world. He ended up going around the world uh, to teach people about the art of rope skipping. Wow. Yeah. He was very dedicated, this Richard. He went from being a bum, bad football player to being very dedicated in the art of rope skipping. Um, And then it really caught on worldwide and it, was like people started making organizations around it, like mm. actual big organizations, um, some of which still exist today. The biggest one is the International Rope Skipping Federation, still pretty active. Uh, they have events. They have a lot of members. So, you know, that's like it continues today that there sure. are these big rope skipping organizations throughout the world. And like Richard caught on to something that you were talking about, Russ, that a lot of people are now advocating is like, it is a really, really good workout. Mm -hmm. You can burn a ton of calories in like 10 minutes. And you don't need gear apart Mm -hmm. from the rope. Yeah. Uh, You like expend a ton of energy and GQ, Manly Man Magazine, literally Mm -hmm. wrote an article saying the only gym you need is a jump rope. You know, it just occurred to me. Maybe this is wrong. Okay. Why do I even need a jump rope? Why can't I just 
jump up and down a bunch of times. Right? Just fit. I don't know. Well, like, well, no, there's there's arm strength in the Oh, does it rope. actually work your I mean, arms yes. as well? It kind of is like a total body thing. Oh, I didn't realize that. I would, I would assume. Just, yeah, it's not just jumping up and down. I guess if the rope is heavier. Mm-hmm. But when Rocky like does mental. it, like, oh, yeah, okay. It, it keeps more engaged. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so the rope is necessary. It's cheap anyway. Yeah. You know, don't be dissing the rope. Um, but yeah, literally, like, it's still super popular. I was looking up, like, gym classes centered on jump roping, and, like, a bunch of UFC gyms have, like, jump rope class. And one of them is called JUMP. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys are just doing jump rope. Don't try and make this fancier <laughs> than Does it is. Does that stand for something? Uh, yeah, let me. <laughs> Jump rope class. Oh, they call it on the ropes. Oh. But J-U-M-P. J stands for jump rope. (laughs) (laughs) U is upper body. Muscular strength is M, power. That's terrible. I'm not happy about it. No. Yeah. But that's a thing. Probably cost you like $70 per class. (laughs) 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 So, okay. There's a bunch of different kinds of like jump rope tricks and moves and games other than like the game of working out, I guess. Sure. Um, there's the basic jump, which is, you know, I don't have to explain that to you. No, yeah, we know it. You can switch your feet. You can hop. You can do the crisscross. But then I found some with, like, weird names or, like, weird moves. There's something called the inverse toad. And th- this is how they described it to me, and maybe I'm just dumb, but I was like, I'm confused. So basically when you jump, you cross your arm over, like, so you would cross, like, your left arm over your left leg okay. when you jump. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense. Um, and then there's the elephant, which is when you put, like, both of your arms under the rope as you jump. Um, there's the donkey kick, which is, like, you jump and do a handstand. What? And then you land back on your feet and then jump over the rope. Like, you basically do a handstand, go back on your feet, jump over the rope, do a handstand. It, yeah, it sounds like people are just making this overly complex. Like, I don't yeah. know that we need that many variants. There's even one called, and this is all from Wikipedia, but there's even one called the James Hurst, which I imagine some dude named James Hurst did this. <laughs> you do a backflip, then you do a split, and then you jump. <laughs> okay, but, <laughs> like, but you need you... to fully stop jump roping while you're doing that. You, I think you start, you do the backflip. Then you do the split, and then you just jump rope one time. You That's stop, so stupid. You do another backflip. The whole point of the jump rope is to maintain a cadence. Yeah. Stopping entirely seems like a total waste. It's gotten mm. out of hand. Maybe what, it's what? like, like you know, like Michael Jackson, like does like the splits and then like slides back up, and like the the mm. scissor effect of his legs pops him into the air, and then he, that like. And then while he's in the air, he's doing another backflip into the splits, <laughs> and he's using the, the the power of his legs clicking together to kind of, like, keep it going. I guess. I do, yeah, that seems You'd involved. have to have very powerful thighs. Yeah. Mm. And well, also, Michael, ja- Michael Jackson to- certainly had that. <laughs> He also had uh, a monkey named Bubbles. Yes, who he lived did. with him. Sure did. Uh, yeah. Walker. So also, like the American Heart Association is a very pro jump rope, which makes sense. Um, and they have a very they have a detailed guide for like anyone who wants to like be a gym teacher, or, like just learn jump rope skills. Sure. And it's very lengthy. It's on their website. But my favorite one, the best part of it, is these like funny like 
rendered graphics of like people doing the actual moves. So there's one called the rocker where you're just like leaning from side to side with like switching one foot, like you'll just jump over your left foot and then switch to leaning on your right side and jump over your right foot. And there's a very funny picture of a very like human adjacent little girl (laughs) doing it. It's really funny. Um, So check out heart.org for that. Uh, Okay, so then there's also games. Obviously, like Double Dutch is kind of a game. That's a big one. It's like the multiplayer game. But there are also (laughs) some other ones. Um, There's (laughs) like one where you're just like, one person's holding the jump rope and it's on the floor. Did you guys ever play these in gym? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you're like lying it on the ground and then other people have to jump over and you're and like... he spins it around. Yeah, you're kind of like yeah. shaking it. Uh, and there's a similar mm. one where it's called like snake and if you touch the jump rope while it's being shake, uh, shaken on the floor... You die. You die. Like in real life, you die. It's uh, like yeah. the ring. <laughs> yes. And also like if you trip or whatever, you die. Yeah. Possibly, yes, for real. Uh, <laughs> and then there's also one where people are like turning the rope. So it's like two people doing it, like a probably a big rope. Um, this one actually freaked me out a lot when you were like turning it and like no one's in the middle, but you're yeah. like skipping the rope. And then people are trying to run through <gasps> without getting smacked in the oh, face. Oh, no, that's scary. I was always the person who got smacked. Yeah. So I was not a fan. Yeah, of that's ropes. scary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So now we got some fun facts. <gasps> Uh, and we'll be visiting my good friend's Guinness World Records in a uh. second. <laughs> but first, okay, so here's a world record for the number of times someone skipped in 10 seconds. What do you think? How many times did someone skip rope in 10 seconds? This is from 1982. Man is Albert Rayner of England. He set um, this record. In 10 seconds, 83. Okay, Chris Plant. 36. 128 times. I win. In 10 seconds. That's pretty crazy. So, That's a lot. That I mean, I've like seen. When he jumped in the air, he would get like multiple yeah. hits underneath his feet before he came down. Yeah. He yeah. must I have been able counts. to like sustain. Yeah. In well, the no, air. I don't think he floated. <laughs> he probably I think was floating. He was doing, yeah, he was going so fast. Going really, that, like, really fast. It would go 10 times for each jump, mm-hmm. which I guess counts. I don't like it, but mm-hmm. I guess it counts. It counts. Um, okay. <laughs> this is always the part where you guys are skeptical, but I'm just I'm just Typical preaching Guinness. the gospel I found online. Okay, here's another <laughs> interesting record. This is an Australian man. He's 71 years old. This was in 1963. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many miles? He traveled completely just skipping rope the whole time. From Brisbane in Australia to Carn, I think it's pronounced Carn. Um how many miles did that? Was oh, well, you that? just told us because it's from Brisbane to Car. How many miles did that? I mean, you know I'm what pretty... it was? What? 500 miles. Because you would <laughs> skip 500 miles. I would skip 500 miles. <laughs> okay, I'll just tell you. Okay, so it was 1,264 miles. Whoa. He skipped that whole way. He was 71 years well, old. Well, okay, pause for a second. Because, as we know... Mm. Skepticism. The Guinness Book of World Records leaves some stuff out, specifically how long it took him. Like, did it take him 15 years to go 1,200 miles? I mean, if he's doing it consistently. He's not doing it without sleeping. He definitely <laughs> slept, right? He just, like, every single day moves slightly closer did to he, another did, he say, yeah. did they say how long it took him? It did not say. Yeah. Yeah, that... Guinness that likes to leave really the info suspicious. out. 
Because consider a marathon for a second. A yes. marathon is 26.2 miles. So, and that takes like six hours. Do the math. I can't. But... 1,200 miles. Yeah, there's no way he, that he skipped a marathon every day for, <laughs> for three years. 71. <laughs> For three years, he's, he was doing skipping marathons. <laughs> he just said in 1963, y'all, I don't know. We'll investigate. Okay, here's some other great Guinness <laughs> Um Okay, so one guy, Joey Motze, in 2009, yeah. he's from North Carolina, Greensboro. He didn't let the bread rise. Go ahead. <laughs> he skipped rope for 33 hours straight. Uh, for okay, charity. I can see, I can yeah, see that. I buy it. That, yeah. I buy, that I buy. He raised the weird like thing is he did it while having a hands-on a hard body. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty impressive. You got a car it. and a Guinness Book record. <laughs> okay, this is my favorite um, Guinness record. Oh boy! So let me get to this. It's cute. There's a video. They're a team of 14 Japanese elementary schoolers. Really okay. cute. Really little. They, as a team, together, like going through, cycling through all 14, skipped a rope 225 times in one minute, working together. It's really cute. I don't understand. <laughs> like the team itself okay. skipped over the rope 225 times. Oh, I see. That, in one minute. Oh, in one okay. minute. So they were running across the rope and just going in a circle, yes. essentially. So boop, 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 boop. Like there's a video. Yes, they're all like circling the rope. Yeah. Each one takes a turn skipping in a circle for a minute. Okay. They How quickly the are they going? Does it look like they're going like really fast? Uh, they have, they're going pretty fast. Yeah, okay. So really they're just running through the rope. I mean, they are skipping over it, but it's like a circle of people. Like if one circuit. of the kids screws up, does it like stop okay. the count? You all, yes. you all just send over the video. I'm not sure I buy it. <laughs> yeah, I'm skeptical. <laughs> well, we'll include the video on the post as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, also, they like were driven to do this because they're rivals. They have a school rival. Mm. They had mm. set the previous record. Oh, two hundred seventeen. Okay. So this skips. is once again one of the Guinness Book records. Which is like no one has ever bothered to do this. So somebody yeah. tried it, and it was like, well, I guess we could do it a and little bit And then these better. guys were like, well, one person tried to do this, and we yeah. know those people, so let's beat them. <laughs> uh, this was in June of last year, by the way. Okay, so this guy, I'll end with this guy. He is like the ultimate record-setting jump roper. He sure. is. I don't know how he's alive. His name is Peter Nestler. Okay. He has a website called Fused, and oh. it's all about— is it Fused.com? <laughs> He works for Fused, the television channel. Uh, no, he is just like a record seeker. He's just like, oh, I, I like challenges. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to try and do a bunch of them for a jump rope because I'm good at that. So he has a whole page of his jump rope records, and here's a few of them. He holds the title, and these are all like titles he holds with Guinness. So he's like the only person who have done these things, obviously. Uh, he holds the title of most skips on a unicycle. So he was on a unicycle, okay. but also skipping rope. In one minute, and that was 237. Whoa, that's pretty good. Skips. That's impressive. And he has pictures for all of these. Yeah. Okay. So. Definitely. That's definitely what you need is is photography and not a video <laughs> to prove that he they has all happen. Photos of him <laughs> doing uh, one jump. <laughs> he might also have video. No, he has video. Too. Okay, he has video as well. He has video. Um, and then let's see. Most rope skips while keeping a football in the air for one minute. <laughs> that was 180. <laughs> He ran a mile in 18 minutes while jumping rope and hopping on one leg. That seems slow to me. You're hopping on one leg and jumping rope. 
No, that seems slow. I'm sorry. Eight, wait, 18 minutes? 18 minutes for leg. a mile seems Let me slow. See. I hope it's not eight. Maybe it is eight. Eight would be uh, better. One mile. If it's 18, that's true. Fastest mile. No, it was 18. Terrible. <laughs> I, I'm going to change. I'm going to take that He said this him. event is torture. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he made up the event. <laughs> it's not like it was like an existing event before he tried it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nope. It's 18. So it took him a while. He actually had a, he beat his previous record, which was 24 minutes. Definitely worth doing it again. Yeah. Just in case. Um, okay. And then this is, I think, the last, the last Peter Nestler gem I will share. He was on a treadmill for nine minutes. He stayed on the treadmill for nine minutes straight and skipped rope the entire time. Okay. But again, Allegra. What? Not to vet your Guinness record things, but... If the treadmill was going at one mile per hour, don't you think you could do that forever? <laughs> For okay. three hours, I could do okay, that. Okay, let's see. Oh, nope. That's... It's going four miles per hour. Okay, that seems significant. Yep. That's hard. That seems hard. I'll, I'll grant that. And he was hopping on one foot. Yes, I got that part too. Oh, yes, yes. So... You know, it's he's impressive as Peter Nestler. Mm -hmm. He has a very lengthy page of records. Yeah. Uh, so I invite you all to check out. It's jumprm.com, uh, but he calls it fused with a, a little umlaut over the U. <laughs> also, four Oost. miles per hour is a mile every 15 minutes. So it's not that different. Well, it's a It's, <laughs> it's a, a little bit faster than his previous mile record. It's a walk. Right, it is. It's faster. It's a it, walking a mile, bit. essentially. A walking mm -hmm. mile is like 10 minutes. No. Yeah. It, no, that's can, like a fast, it, that's a that fast walking mile. you can mile. run like in five minutes. That's a fast walking no, mile. No, if you can walk minutes. at a brisk pace, there's no reason a mile should be under like, Oh, 11 minutes seems very, very high. Hmm. Okay, well, you you have a treadmill, Chris Plant? You can test this no, yourself. No, why would I? I, I take I, the I'll record go, from him. I'm going to take it to a track. Take it to the track. <laughs> Ooh, we should race. Let's have a video where we race. Ooh, yeah, that's a good idea. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'll win. Um, uh, yeah, so that's kind of what I learned about jump rope in my own personal journey to learn to love it. Uh, and and, I, and was, were you successful? I would say no. I think I actually like jump rope a whole lot less now. <laughs> I'm very frustrated, especially when I found out about that JUMP class. Yeah, I don't like that. That made at all. me mad. Um, but, you know, I understand its benefits. I understand the appeal. I appreciate the history. Yeah. Uh, but I will never do it, ever. This is my contribution to jump rope culture. I considered getting a jump rope recently, but I don't think for New York apartments it works because your neighbors will hate you. Mm-hmm. And, like, you'll hit things. Yeah, no. It's, it's bad. I actually bad. just got one. Did you? Yeah. Oh, How's it going? My backyard. How is it going? I, I haven't even... I literally just got one. I got it two days okay. ago. Okay. Now, uh, <laughs> do you, did you have... Did you do any research? Is there a wire cutter page for jump ropes? There is a wire cutter page for jump yeah. ropes. There is. Is that what you went off of, Chris Plant? I, I think it was. I, I got Tracy, my, my, our, our former coworker. Yes. Uh, does jump rope now, and I'm taking her lead. Okay. Do you have a brand you want to recommend? No, I, I don't know. It's, it looks not fine. It's not, go on Amazon, search jump rope. Do I need to get fancy handles, or can I just do, like, basic rope? Like, some of yeah, them have, like... Yeah, you should like, get one with handles. 
Yeah, you think? Don't do basic rope. You Why? got grip. There's something old-timey about the basic rope, though. Oh, I'll bet that's how they originally did it in okay, Egypt. Okay, there's something old-timey about old-timey cars mm-hmm. and influenza yeah. and dysentery. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean we have to Balto. go back to that. Well, one can only dream. Aye, aye, aye. Thank you, Allegra, for your uh, jump rope uh, knowledge. I'm sorry that it didn't turn things around for you. No, but I tried. You did try, mm-hmm. and I repeatedly tried to get you to pick a different topic. Because <laughs> I, I knew how Because <laughs> I knew how upset jump rope, jumping rope made you, but pushed <laughs> on through anyway, and you did a great job. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Chris Plant. Uh, good luck on the jumping rope. We hope you update us on the status of your jumping rope. Can't wait um, to see your abs. Yeah, thank yes. you. <laughs> Definitely, Can't wait uh, to that talk should to be HR. Prima. <laughs> uh, and thank you to everyone at home uh, for listening to the History of Fun. Uh, if you, as always, if you enjoy listening to the History of Fun, uh, you can rate us using the podcast app on an iPhone. If you have an iPhone, you just scroll on over to the podcast app. You type in History of Fun, and you give us a nice little star rating. P.S. Give us five stars lower than that makes us sad. <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? Um, uh, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for the History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do, uh, except for Allegra, who hates jumping rope. Mm-hmm. Farewell. Farewell.